0: Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die, and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I have an amazing guest today. Today's guest is is Dr. Michelle Barr. She is transformational. I'm just gonna say it. I mean, she's a like it, It's part of her title: transformational spiritual business life coach. But I am serious. She is transformational. Very synchronistic to the last week's show, the last episode that I put out, my solo episode re- regarding overcoming fear. Um, M- Michelle was the impetus to ha- that conversation to having had that conversation on my insides and coming to a place of, I mean, I can almost call it freedom. Towards the end of that little 27-minute episode, yeah, uh, there's been a shift. And and it's really incredible. It's really incredible. So, Michelle, thank you so much for that. And you guys just listening to her, she's so inspirational. She has... a lot of wisdom to glean from her own experiences and with those experiences that she's had she understands the 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 fear and the trepidation and the big pauses that we kind of step in our own way and and she's just she gets it and 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 I like you'll hear in the episode I love what she has to say about getting to that point where you're looking out into the forward you're looking out into your own future and you can see where you need to be you can see where you're going but you're just so afraid to take that first step you know you're just so afraid to take that first step and and she called that she just got tired of that view she got tired of looking at that view so um yeah she has a lot to talk about she has a lot to of wisdom to impart Believe me. I mean, I heard every word she had to say. It touched me in everywhere it needed to, and it changed me. So I hope that you're able to soak up what pieces are necessary for where you are in your path right now. We're all at different places, regardless of what it is that we're doing, but we're all at different places. And some of us might be ready for a change or um anticipating a change or maybe we're in the middle of a change and you know kind of like uh what do i do next um michelle's amazing her ability to speak and teach and coach uh author uh, she's even a psychic medium you guys she is like she she is uh yeah she's amazing she's amazing so you guys thank you very much for being here i hope you do enjoy next week i have an amazing guest liz zamorski Be ready for that. That is super fun. (laughs) Yes, what? (laughs) Welcome to something super spiritual. (laughs) Take two, rolling. (laughs) Oh, it's a happy day, isn't it? Is Mercury retrograde over yet? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, you know what I was saying before this little misstep. Um, (laughs) I absolutely love your take on that space that you're in when you can see your potential, you can see everything in front of you, but there's this fear, there's this, you're just afraid to take that jump. And you had worded it so beautifully saying you got tired of that view. So, So tell me more about that, when where you were, what you were doing, what you could see and how you actually just, took that leap.
1: When I had my first spiritual awakening, I was really still in a place of why did these things happen to me? Why do other people have it better or easier? Why are other people doing all these things to me? And I really kept putting myself in that victim and out of control and helpless. And through that spiritual awakening, I really had to face where I woke up one day and I said, what is my life? How did I get here? And I realized that I had created it all. And that's when I started learning about the power of your thoughts and energy and creating what you want. And I knew my life had to change. When you get to a place where you're just going along and you're just pushing and you're making things happen, but then it's like toxic environments, toxic relationships. I don't love my job. Things aren't going well in my home. And all of a sudden you're just dissatisfied with everything. You have to take a whole look at all of it.
0: Yes. It's like that, that, um, that saying a frog in boiling water, you know, it didn't, it, it, it finds that it realizes it's in boiling water when it's too late.
1: I love that analogy, it really is, Mm -hmm. uh, whenever I'd hear that story, because we are created to survive, and so we will just keep doing, our brain is amazing at keeping us just going, we're okay, we're okay, just stay where you are, it's comfortable and safe, and once you open up this journey, you can no longer just stay in that safe and comfortable that no longer serves you.
0: So I see that you are a transformational spiritual business and life coach, a speaker, teacher, and an author, and you have a doctorate in transformational spiritual coaching and a master's degree in counseling and guidance. Wow, you've been busy. Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, I've taken a journey when I... I had my spiritual awakening in my journey and then I did what a lot of helpers and healers do. I look for a traditional route because I have a lot of clients that are therapists, nurses, school teachers. And so I went to graduate school because I felt like I want to be a therapist. That's how I can help people. And I took that really traditional route. But then there were pieces missing. And so then I went to seminary, and I became a hospital chaplain. So I've taken the therapist, chaplain and then I moved into energy healer and coach and I created my own but a lot of people are finding their way they just know they want to help people and they don't know how to do that
0: right I love that you went through all of this traditional education the masters and counseling and guidance and and then kind of married that with your spiritual side. So, so did your spiritual awakening happen before you went to schools or, or mid during, or how, how, how did that happen for you?
1: It happened young. I was 25. I had gotten married young. I'd had a child and suddenly I woke up just on a regular day and I was 25 and I was looking at everything. My marriage is toxic. I was married to an addict. I have a two-year-old child. Things are going on in my environment that I don't want. They're not safe. And I don't love my job and I don't love the work I do. And at that same time, because spirit always comes in and orchestrates the awakening. My best friend was dying and found out that he was dying. He had AIDS and we didn't even know what AIDS was yet. So I was in that and it just made me wide awake because we weren't even 30 yet and he was dying. And he started pushing me like, well, what's going to happen to me? And where will I go? And how do you know? And I ended up going to where he was to spend time with him. And I I worked through my marriage at that time. And I left that marriage. And then I was a single mother of a two-year-old. So I had the spiritual awakening, but then I was working and taking care of my child. I got remarried. I had more children. So then down the road, the spiritual comes calling, again in the middle of just busy life which is what happens every time
0: sure what did that look like for you
1: I went to I was working with people who had AIDS and I was going into hospice and doing all this as a volunteer when I was there with my best friend on his journey. And during that time I felt really called to go to graduate school and get my master's. I was in a totally different field. I was in publishing and advertising and copywriting and all of that. And so I did a complete career change And for a while, I really loved it because I was helping people and it felt good, but Under a license, there's a lot that you can't do. And the spiritual kept showing up. I worked in a psychiatric hospital. I ran domestic violence shelters. I was doing that good work, helping people that needed help. But it just, the spiritual came back in the middle of here. Now I've got three kids and a marriage and I'm working and I finished school And my own spiritual started coming back because what I was doing is I'm fitting my spiritual journey in like once a year I might go to a spiritual retreat and over here I've joined a circle or I'm doing these things and then I'm in my life. The problem is then you go back into your life with those patterns and habits and energy And you fall out of it. This has to become a way that you live. I ended up having a lot of health problems that I now understand as repressed emotional and energetic problems. And that was kind of a wake up call. I had an undiagnosed illness for seven years that resulted in a huge surgery. And so all of that was going on as I was being this therapist.
0: Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Yes. Okay. So where were you then when you were, when you got tired of seeing that view, when you felt all your potential, you saw all of your potential, you knew what was ahead of you, but you had that fear that was just like, "Mm," until you took that jump, where were you when that happened?
1: We made a big move. I live in Texas and most of my life I've lived in Texas and we were in Colorado. So my family made a big move back to Texas. And so as it happens, when spirit orchestrates these things, I was facing a decision of now I've got to transfer my therapist license and it's different in Texas. And spirit kept really impressing on me. No, go do this same work without a license. And this is where our mind comes in. My mind kept saying, you can't be a therapist without a license you can't do this without a license but I just kept being impressed on me so I just started looking and I was open to it and I got a job and when I was accepting the job I felt I knew I wasn't supposed to take this job and so I was kicked out of that job just weeks later it was a freak letting go they said there was a conflict of interest and that's when I knew spirit was like You're not supposed to be in this job. Go open your own thing and do your own thing in the community. And so I finally listened. I was also serving in the church at that time. And spirit kept telling me the people in the church can't hear you and they don't want what you have. I live in the Bible belt and spirit just kept saying, go open a healing center in the community. And again, my mind is going, that's crazy. How would that ever work? And that job ended up being the last job I've ever had. That was in 2006. I've never had a job again.
0: Oh, it is amazing. How spirit gives us those experiences those pushes, those, those things that we absolutely have no control over that are really quite obvious, you know, (laughs)
1: they're They're always there. And (laughs) this is what trips people up because I call them the breadcrumbs. They're always there and they will get you to where you desire and want to be and everything you want. But when they show up, people get scared. They make excuses. Their Mm -hmm. mind talks them out of it. And so you've really got to watch when they show up. And I've had to learn to say yes when they show up because people will say, no, not now, this can't work. And then they miss the opportunities.
0: Right, right. Completely understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, After you left that job, the one that you were just in for a couple of weeks and there was a, a conflict of interest and you had that message that it was time to open up a center. Did you go right, boom, just like you went, and open to center, or was well, there... I
1: started looking. I I was listening, and once I was telling my mind, you know, this is what I've got to do. I know I've got to do it. So then, of course, again, spirit, everything I believe, spirit's working in my favor. So a lot of discord started showing up in the church too. So that I would walk away. Ah. And I went down to my little downtown area in the city I live in, I started looking at space. And then of course my mind was like, you can't afford anything. There's, this is expensive. What are you doing? You don't have a license, but I started trusting by then. It just really got so strong and I kept getting this vision of a little house. And so again, my mind, what, how could that possibly happen? A whole house, but, Spirit again orchestrated because I was at a lunch with a bunch of women. We had a ladies lunch group and the woman sitting next to me said, I'm going to go look at this dance floor because I'm wanting to teach a dance class. Do you want to go with me? And I said, sure, like something pinged. And I trust now that this is what Spirit does. When I went, it was this big wedding venue in this big house. And there was this little house sitting on the property. And I kept being aware of it. And I asked them, what is that house? And they said, we own that house and we're getting ready to rent it. We haven't put the for rent sign up yet. And so there it was, she had led me right to it. And I knew it was Mm. mine. And then when they told me the price, it was unbelievable to the point. My husband was like, That Are you sure that can't be right? So spirit provides, and I opened Hope House. Gives me
0: chili bumps
1: all the way, from head to toe. It's the way it works. I trust it now. Back then, I was learning to trust it. It works every time. But again, we have free will. So spirit can't impede on our free will. So I could have talked myself out of it, but I knew. And I got the house, and I started my own center.
0: And that was 2006?
1: That was 2007. I opened it December 2007.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow. How exciting. Okay. So, so uh, you be having the counseling degree and the therapy experience and the, the uh, working with the hospice people and the dying people, what was your practice? How did you get started? Was it so just...
1: once I knew I was opening the healing center again, all my mind, this is what I want people to realize your mind is limited mm-hmm. and you've got to get beyond it. Cause then all my mind knew was, well, I can be just like I was as a therapist, but I have to call myself something else and I'm just going to do sessions and groups. But at the same time, energy healing started coming into my awareness because I was back on my spiritual journey in a new community and I started learning energy healing and that just blew me wide open. So in my center, I ended up doing a lot of hands-on energy healing, get the massage table Mm -hmm. and do energy healing. And I saw the benefits of the energy healing. And then more and more tools were coming in. And then people started showing up and we started doing classes and meditations and a little new age church wanted to come in and run their church services out of there. And it took on a life of its own. And where I I had said, when I put the sign in the front yard, I really had fears that people in the town were gonna come and have a problem with it. And then I said, nobody's gonna want this. And women came from all over and filled the house And we were doing all kinds of amazing things in there. So then I started making connections and I let it grow and evolve. That's when I learned spirit has a bigger plan and you don't know what it is. Your mind cannot create it. And I really started opening to what spirit was trying to do.
0: This is so inspiring. It is so inspiring. And I love your energy healing aspect in your story because in 2006 i was attuned to the reiki and that's what blew me open you know the side effect yes was that suddenly i'm able to, to connect with dead people and see spirit guides and angels and oh yeah yeah thought it was going bonkers i totally get you're it. right The energy healing, because before
1: I was having that spiritual awakening and I was aware of healers and intuitives and teachers, spiritual teachers, but whenever they would read for me, they'd say, you are this, you're supposed to be doing this. I'd say, no, how... That's what happens to a lot of us. How is it possible? So this time when the energy healing came in, uh, it's like you said, it blew me wide open. And all of a sudden I can speak with spirit. I can see it. I can hear it. I can intuit it and know it. And so the energy healing, then I realized working with that energy you have to understand the energy and you have to learn how to manage it and read it and move it. And so it's everything now. I use it in every area of my life.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm with it every day too. Every, every day, yeah. everywhere I go. It's, you know, it's just part of my conscious walking. You know,
1: (laughs) and that's a real key, what you and I are both saying, because Mm -hmm. it's not just something, oh, I'm going to go do energy healing on somebody. They pay me and I do a service. You learn that you have to learn to be impeccable with your energy and learn your energy management and your emotional mastery. And like you're saying, and I'm saying, we live energetically and intuitively that's how we live our lives. And so then spirits allowed in all the time. So now things come, I recognize them and I go, yes, yes, yes. And it becomes very
0: smooth. Okay. So since we're talking about this, uh, in order to help those who are listening in whatever they're doing, whatever their passion is, their calling, their work, their role, their, maybe they're um, um, a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home dad, you know what I mean? Whatever, Whatever it is. And we feel this pull, this tug, we have this awareness of where we're supposed to go. It's obvious, but we're terrified. Even though we live with this waking energetic flow, And we might do meditations on surrender and letting go and, you know, asking for whoever's listening over there, whoever, please take this from me, please take this from me. You know, what does one do when they're at that precipice and they are just so tired of that view? What does one do?
1: It is. And it's scary. And so many clients will come to me and say, how do I get rid of the fear? And 15 years later, I can tell you, if you're waiting for the fear to go away, it only goes away because you step through it. And then your mind realizes you're still alive. And it was an illusion So there's a fear part. And I tell people the reason it's uncomfortable when it first shows up is because you're not yet an energetic match to it. And if you were an energetic match to it, you'd already have it. So it is very scary and uncomfortable to stretch and and grow to become an energetic match to what's there waiting for us and the fear doesn't go away. And that's why you'll see so many have to work on that mindset and that energy piece. I mean, it was terrifying to me in many ways to step out, you know, if you're going to say, oh, I'm an energy healer, I'm a psychic, I'm a medium, Mm -hmm. any of that, and start talking about it. And then It's very scary the first time you let somebody pay you and then you're on because when it's just spontaneously happening, but the first time somebody pays you and it's one o'clock and they're going to sit down and you've got to give them a reading or a healing, all of it's scary. And I've had to learn Mm -hmm. to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable. And the problem is what you're saying is people will stay until there's so much pain and yes. the rug gets pulled out from under you because you're desiring it and you're asking for it, but you're not taking real world steps and actions. Mm-hmm the universe has to give it to you. So I've learned to no longer use pain as a motivator and get in that place. Right. But there's fear. Uh, when I, a few years ago, spirit called me again, it's a never ending journey to get up on the platform and to develop platform mediumship. It was the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life. And Michelle, I don't get scared. That's, oh
0: my God. That's totally it. That's it. I mean, that is yes. for me personally, that is, where I'm going that is what I see it's what I can't help but see and and that is it I've done a number of galleries I should not be uh, oh yeah yeah that's I, I know I totally yeah, get it. I, I love
1: get- this and I was already a trained public speaker so I was out speaking with my books and speaking as a coach and with business and mindset and all of that but getting up there on that platform, terrifying. And I would ask my mentors, one of my mentors in her 80s, and I would say, when does the fear go away? Oh, it doesn't. It's just, it's part of it. And so you, it's not that the fear goes away. You have to learn to deal with it. Because what I've learned is they did this interesting experiment. And so I always think about this, is when they, they wired people up And they had them experience fear and excitement. And it's the exact same neurological and physiological impulses. Fear and excitement are the same. And you interpret it based on your conditioning and programming. So I've learned to say I'm so excited instead of I'm so afraid and turn the fear into excitement. I still get afraid, but I've really worked with that because fear is just our mind trying to save us.
0: Wow. Wow! It's a big (laughs) one to think about because
1: you can work with it. They did the scientific studies, fear and excitement, the same based on your perception.
0: Interesting. And what a great way to reframe when you're in the middle of it, in the midst of that, ah, I'm going to die. The mob is going to come after me. (laughs) Right. One of the
1: other things I had to learn to do was take it to the nth degree. Then when I first started the business, okay, so what is my biggest fear? Okay. What if somebody pays me and then they say, I'm horrible. I'm a sham. I'm, -hmm. I didn't do anything good. I'll give them their money back. And the funny thing is, that's one of the biggest fears we bump up against. Yes. It's never happened to me in my Mm -hmm. whole life.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And so the things we're fearing and we give them all that energy. If you give them a lot of energy, they'll start showing up. But the ones that I really feared, nobody came after me. I thought there'd be people in the front yard of my little house burning it down or something. So yeah. Those things don't happen, and we sit and
0: fear them. Oh, we do, we do. It, you know, it, it reminds me of a conversation I had with my partner. Evan has a a counseling master's degree, and we were talking about this one day, and he asked me, you know, what what is it exactly you're afraid of? And it's just like looking like uh, being wrong, looking like you're a fraud, looking like you're. I mean, all the trolls are gonna, the haters are just gonna come stampeding after you. Um, either literally or figuratively energetically you know whatever um and he asked me one day and he said you know is there any data in your history to support this fear has that ever happened have you ever sat down in front of somebody to do a reading connect with their loved ones and it not happened no no it hasn't and so I'm You're like, hitting on a- wow, that is like, I don't have the data to support this fear. And this fear is enormous in me. And I'm like, it is oh, enormous. Holy cow. That is just like pro-
1: It's enormous. And like you're saying, there's no evidence we're making it up to save ourselves. Some of it you'll go back and it's in your conditioning and programming, whatever our biggest fears, but you're right. And again, The other piece of this was I had to develop such a trust in spirit that spirit will always be there Mm -hmm. because that was one of my fears. Okay, you're on. And in a private reading, it's not even as scary. If you're on a stage, you're on and everybody's watching. And then yet it has never happened that nobody showed up and nothing happened. I might not be the greatest one day. I might get some no's, but I had to learn to trust that spirit would show up no matter what, because otherwise the fear I just did recently at a church a demonstration and i made myself sick for weeks and then on the day of i'm sitting there and it's almost my turn and i just had to be thinking spirit is right here spirit will not let me down and it's you have to learn to get your mind out of the way and just go it's just that running and going and just saying whatever happens happens
0: yeah yeah it it, it how you it's so true i mean there are times when I I don't really get super nervous for one-on-one readings anymore. It's just become it's become a thing, you know. Um, but sometimes if I'm feeling off, if I'm feeling like a, uh, like I had surgery in October and coming out of that, I'm like, okay, am I gonna am I am I gonna let my foot bother me? You know, am I gonna let my foot keep me out of that? And then I just remind myself when I show up, spirit shows up. That's that's just yes. the bottom line.
1: When you show up, and that's the thing that I've learned too, that's a big one. We have to show up first because spirit cannot impede on our free will. And mm-hmm. once we show up, spirit always shows up. But here's the other thing people do. And I used to do this. Oh, a big story. Spirit doesn't show up for me. Spirit's not here for me. Spirit's asking me to do all these things and not providing. But then I learned I have to show up first And the percentage to which I show up, spirit rushes in to meet me. That's all the way back to thinking, grow rich, the science of success, all of that. You have to go first and people don't want to go first.
0: Oh my God. It's the only
1: way it works.
0: So what you're saying then is, let me clarify this if I understand correctly. So if you, you feel this, you know, this from their inner core, this is what you're doing, where you got to go and and if in that decision you're like okay I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and you take your little step but you're like you're like 25% of the way and you're like I'm doing my best spirit will rush in the other 75% and meet you
1: spirit rushes in but spirit will never take the first step because yep. it's all in the field we're feeling it from the field that is your potential you have to take third dimensional action steps for spirit to intervene on the physical plane and that's why a lot of us like to sit up here oh i see it i'm on stages speaking i'm writing books yes i did that for years but that's the fourth dimension that's not the third dimension you you absolutely have to take third dimensional action and then spirit will rush in to meet you and you have to take the steps
0: Ruth. So it's like, it's like what we've heard for so long. God helps those who help themselves. It's yes. like, it's that it's, it's, it's that. Yeah. When you show up spirit shows up. Absolutely. Oh, well, this is profound. This is amazing. Um, okay. So we're talking about all of this from, um, uh, um, um, I suppose well you and I being so similar we're talking about this from a spiritual role from a uh, this is my work my spirit work yeah. for somebody who is like uh, uh an author or um um uh, works in the healthcare or maybe works in HR or going to school how how does how does one how do we change the vernacular to apply to them
1: Yeah, because not everybody, even people with gifts, not everybody is called to do this Mm full-time. It's not for the faint of heart, as you know, Mm -hmm. and you've got to learn business and entrepreneurship to some degree. And so my biggest thing is if you have these gifts and you want to use them, do not run through the streets giving them away for free because that is not an energetic exchange, but you don't have to have your own business. You can partner with a spiritual or metaphysical Physical center and do stuff through them. You can volunteer through an organization, but somebody needs to have a structure for you to do that because that's how healers get burnt out, healers and intuitives. And my whole thing is don't give your gifts away for free. So then when you're talking about, I'm, because I have lots of nurses, lawyers, teachers, therapists, they come to me. They're aware of all this, but they're in their world. They can still do the healing work. When I was a therapist working in the psychiatric unit, I was starting to feel people's energy and know things I didn't know how I knew and bring a healing energy. And I think the biggest part is before you're going to go out, we're driven, you and I, and people that are wired and designed like us to feel and see the world's pains and to help. But it really starts with you. Like what spiritual journey do you want? How do you use this energy for yourself? And how do you really have that spiritual journey you want? And then you'll know if spirit is calling you to have your own business or go out and do it in other ways you may even if you love mediumship for instance you go and you do some platform and galleries but you don't quit your job so it's it starts with that inner journey because i learned a lot by jumping in and having a business and all along the way and i'm sure you found this I keep having to come back to myself and work on myself. So I would say to those people, your energy, when you get it right, you can touch people. We need people in corporate. We need people in schools, hospitals. We need people in the courtroom. We need all of those things. It's allow yourself to have the spiritual journey and then let it evolve. You don't have to have all the answers.
0: Right. That was beautifully stated. Go ahead.
1: And when you're talking about, because I'm also an author and a speaker, again, people will say there's a book inside of me. So it's both follow that, follow that nudging and then learn how to do it. Get the instruction or the coaching or the mentoring. And if you have a book inside you, it's easier now than ever to publish and get out there. So you can write your book, learn how to get out there with your book, build an online platform and maybe you write your books, but you don't have a full on business and you never know what spirit when spirit a few years ago said, get on the platform as a medium. It was like, wait a minute. I got my business here. It's working. It's good. What is this? But it's because it's a spiritual journey. It's our spiritual journey. We can't be stagnant. Even if I have a big money-making successful business, It's my spiritual journey. I have to keep growing. I'm growing right now.
0: (laughs) Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, completely. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense because there are periods where if I go more than this, I suppose I look at this. I've never been a big gym goer. Like I've never been, uh, it's just not been my thing. But I've been a runner. And it's like, if I go too long without a run, even, even like you know, um, even like, like maybe four days, you know, when I was really actively running, and I would start to get almost depressed and almost feeling, well, yeah, sad, slow down, stuck, you know. And it's the same thing with my spirit work. If I haven't had a reading in three or four days, if I haven't uh, maybe meditated as much as I know I should, if I haven't had a conversation like this. Um, It it, like this just all just fuels me from the inside out, you know, Uh, but I do I find that if I don't I start to get there and that is a a great awareness to have personally, when you're doing what you're doing,
1: because we want to learn to live in that energy more and more and then spirit will keep answering your desires and bringing you the resources because spirit wants you out there doing your work. And part of that is taking care of ourselves. It takes a lot to do this work. So again, the paradigm of the broke healer is an old one and it has to be gone because it was never true in the first place. And so we have a lot of switching in the marketplace going on around that. And what you're saying I have to be living the life that allows me to show up and help and heal you and coach you and all of those things and so I'm always working on my own personal and spiritual growth and development and I have people
0: who help me. Yes, yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. I've got my I my healers, my uh, uh acupuncture, massage, uh life coach, uh therapist, um you whoever will listen to me they're on my speed dial. yes let's be clear (laughs) how do you work with people who come to you like do do you take do you take a spiritual approach approach initially or like if somebody is um let's say somebody is a fitness coach a fitness instructor and they're you know uh, building their business they're they're where they are but they know that they have more ahead of them Um, How how do you take that approach with people? Do you go spiritual first or do you kind of find out where they are and then head that direction or how how does that work?
1: It's both. It's really uh, three at the same time that I work with everyone. It is to build and grow the business, meet the goals they want, life goals or business goals, whatever they're wanting to create. It's practicing and mastering their craft So coming into their gifts or getting better with their gifts, whatever those are. And then it's the personal and spiritual growth and development work. And I find I've learned over the years and I've built my own business. So I have lots of proven strategies. But there are times you can teach people proven strategies. And it happened to me along the way. And I wasn't able to implement the strategies because my mind and my energy weren't right. I just was resisting and I wasn't going to do it. And then there are other times you've got the energy flowing and you're giving these great readings and you don't know how to build the business. So I always take a spiritual approach. And when I come into a container with my clients, I'm working intuitively, energetically and strategically. And I really have the brain for both. So I no longer put people on the table. Once I found coaching, I saw, I want to be with people where they're up off the table and we're talking and they're conscious and open, but I'm still running energy and I'm using the intuitive and the energetic. And so some people will come to me and say, I want to build a business and really they need to leave their husband or they're dealing with an illness or something like that. And you just see it once you get in there. So I'm equipped, once we step in together, there's me, my client and spirit in the container and whatever happens, happens. And the supernatural starts making all kinds of things show up that I couldn't have predicted. And Mm -hmm. so I work with all of it. But if people have really solid goals, that's the other thing I feel out. If you have money goals and you need to make X number of dollars in the first 30 days we're working together, I I adjust my approach for that. And some people can really run with the business, then their stuff comes up and they don't know what's going to come up until they run with it. Other people... They say they're ready to start their business and then they take a deep dive into all their personal stuff. So I go with the energy and what's showing up, but I'm always working from their desires and their goals using all of my tools. It's very tailor-made to them and whatever is showing up, even in a group, the group dynamic that shows up. They're all there for a reason together, and they all have things in common. And it's fun when you start seeing what they all have in common.
0: Michelle, you're amazing. Oh, this is so fabulous. So, what do you have coming up next that people need to know about?
1: I have my new book, Soul Teach, and you can find that at Soul Teach Book. Dot com. And people are loving this book because I use Facebook as one of my main platforms for my, my spiritual teaching and to connect with my clients and community. So for quite a few years now, I've been on Facebook using hashtag soul teach. So then we went back and we grabbed 365 of those teachings and it's just One teaching, one energetic transmission a day, none of them are very long, some are shorter than others. And they're things you can reflect on and journal on and meditate with. And the book starts at any time, day one to day 365. So you've got those in there and people are really using that as a tool. I also have a mastermind that I run that's a desire mastermind is what I call it, because I begin the mastermind each week with teachings and trainings about manifesting, about energy, about all of these things. And then the individual people in the mastermind, I coach them and I guide them and they get to ask questions. So it also becomes interactive. And then I also work with clients one-to-one and the best place to find me is on Facebook and Instagram. I show up there every day teaching and motivating and inspiring. And I do have three books so you can find my books on Amazon. And one other thing is that I have a gift, my very first book, which now is from 2015, which is a mindset for manifesting on purpose. If you go to michellebar.com forward slash book, you can get that book now, the digital copy for free. So these are all ways you can start working with these tools.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to do that as soon as we're done. Good. First thing I'm going to do.
1: Okay, good. It's all the things I had to do in order to build the business and the life I have now. So I blogged about it, and then I turned it into that book.
0: That is amazing. I love this. This is so helpful. It is so helpful for for, for so many people, not just people doing spirit work like you and I. You know, it's it's so helpful. Um, I have a friend who is a fitness instructor who has kind of merged um, uh, teaching people how to, you know, work out healthy, uh, and, but, but also bridging the spirituality within it too. Like what it means to stand up straight, to have a strong back, you know, what that means spiritually and what that means, you know, to today, to take a step forward and what that means with the knees. And when you have strong knees and you're, you know, you're not afraid to take that step forward. So, so there's just, but like you said, the courtroom teachers, uh, counselors, Um, child care, um, people at the grocery store, at the library. I mean, it doesn't matter. People need people everywhere we go.
1: Yes. And if you can be that light and shine that light, because the benefit we're all driven to help and heal everybody else, yeah. but it has brought me so many blessings and rewards. And now I live an amazing life that I love. And so then you get to live that amazing life while you're being this beacon for everybody else.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. That is good stuff. So one last thing before we go, I'm What last and final words of wisdom do you have to leave people with?
1: I have this really simple move formula that I talk about that whenever you're stuck or whenever you're frozen and, and you wanna move forward in any area of your life, and the M stands for make a decision, you have to make a decision. And like we talked about, you've got to take it into the third dimension on the physical plane and take aligned inspired action. So the M is make a decision. The O is then own it 100%, support yourself 100%. No self-doubting, no second guessing, then the V, is visualize it. So spend five minutes every day. What do you feel like? What does it look like? What are you eating? Where are you living? What are you driving? Who's around you? And live in that vision for 30 days and watch how it starts showing up in your physical world. And also that brings me to the E, which is execute. Because as you vision, you make a decision, you own it 100% and you start visioning, the opportunities are going to show up for you to take the aligned inspired action. And they're going to feel uncomfortable and inconvenient and expensive and illogical until you recognize what it's like to work with the breadcrumbs. You're nodding because you know, and then you start stepping into them and saying yes, and you will move forward and change your whole Uh, life.
0: I have sat here for this last almost hour With just like one nonstop chili bump, (laughs) you know, um, I feel you, I hear you, I see you, I just, and I see me and I hear me and I feel, you know what I mean? It's just like, wow, thank you.
1: And this is a great example of what we were talking about when we first got on here. Spirit will orchestrate all of it. Spirit led us together and brought us together. If you show up and open the channel, Spirit will connect the dots. Now we've connected. I'm on your podcast. We know each other. Yes. And Spirit will bring all that together. Totally. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved this conversation. Oh
0: my gosh, Michelle, me too. This has been an absolute delight and I absolutely want you back. You have so much to share and I would just love to be, oh, I just want to scream it from a mountaintop.
1: Yeah, we'll talk
0: again. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, bye.
0: Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. Signing off for now, namaste. Namaste we we'll